Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, y'all. Girl. I know that y'all are probably like, where have you been, sis? So y'all, I have not actually recorded a podcast in about a month and a half. I actually was looking at this a little while ago because I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, you know, I have not recorded a podcast in a good a little amount of time. And I'm not going to say that I've left y'all, but I have just been being And it's been a little bit of a lot. I actually took all of July off and I have not posted an episode since June 19th. So it's been a little over a month and a half. Happy August to all of you all. I miss y'all, but I am breaking. Like when I say breaking, not breaking down, sis. Okay, just hold on. But just taking a break. Um, This year has been different. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. I actually had my time with God this morning and I wrote down in my journal August 1st and I said, I cannot believe it's August. Like, where is the year gone? Um, And it's been a lot for me to process. Nothing bad has happened. I've just been in a space of needing to really regather. And I was having a conversation with someone about this um, a little over a week ago. And I was just saying like, you know, I have really let go of feeling obligated to just always be on and really just taking the time I need to, to rest when the time calls for it. And so because of that, I have literally been off social media. I have not posted anything probably since April. Um, And it's been great. I just really feel like I'm living my life right now in the moment and not feeling obligated to show up um, on socials. But with that being said, I also have not felt obligated to record a podcast. Um, And I'm not going to say that's good or bad, but also just really needing to refocus. However, I have been working on a lot of episodes content wise to gear up to share with you all a lot of things I've learned over the last couple of months personally, 
But also really some things I've learned from doing actual counseling, which is a whole nother story for another day um, as a therapist. And so I've learned a lot of things from counseling, now being in the chair, serving people, but it's really given me insight into how I believe we operate when it comes to different seasons or in our lives. So this episode is an interview that I had the opportunity to do with Raven amazing interview. We really stayed on the topic of money, but Raven and I talked a lot about uh, just money mindset. This was an interview I did with her about a month ago and it was so good. And I've taken some time to like when I'm going to post it, but I really also wanted to share her because she has an amazing podcast as well called the Supernaturally Paid Podcast. And so we, in this podcast, we share a lot of different things. It's going to be a part one and part two But you all will hear Raven's amazing story. And I think you're going to be blessed by it because she has such a just a fire in her heart for God. And I love to hear it because it's just so, so authentic. And you can tell she's dead serious about it. And I admire that so much. So I hope that I will be back. I hopefully will be back soon after you all hear part one and part two of her podcast. But if I don't, it doesn't mean that I'm gone forever. I'm just breaking y'all taking a little break but I love you um still connect with me on Instagram I plan to try to get back into posting um this month that was my goal but if it doesn't happen I love y'all I'll see y'all on the internet somewhere but I just wanted to share this moment with you before you heard just a random episode from me and I'll talk to y'all soon all right bye enjoy the show The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosa Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. And y'all, I am super excited because we are doing another interview today. And I am so excited about this topic because as y'all know, I did a couple podcasts back around financial health. And we're going to go a little bit deeper and talk a little bit about mindset only with money. And so I have an amazing, amazing guest on the podcast today. Her name is Raven, and I'm so excited because she is an entrepreneur, a mom, a wife, and she has so many things that she's going to share with us today. So why don't you just say, hey, girl. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here. I'm so honored to talk about a topic that I feel like I struggled with for a very long time, and I just cannot wait to get into it and just really have this episode be a blessing to the people that really need to hear it. Yes. So Raven, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah. So a little bit about me, I think that kind of is surprising to people is that I come from extremely humble beginnings. Um, I grew up in West Baltimore and I grew up not at all surrounded by entrepreneurship. I didn't even know like what that meant. I never like you know, would see people that had their own business and things like that. So I grew up in a very 
working class kind of like mediocre type of like environment. And you know how you go to school and they say like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I remember being asked that at a very young age and telling my teacher straight up, I don't want to work. And she's looking at me like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You need to be saying you want to be like a doctor or, you know, you want to be like a lawyer or something, but you're talking about you don't want to work. But everybody that I saw around me, no one was really happy in what they were doing for a living. And so I really understood that from a very young age. And as much as when I was younger, I used to feel like, oh my goodness, this is so sad. I'm in this environment and everybody's complaining about their jobs and stuff like that. I realized this was truly a blessing for me because that was the beginning of God really planting the seed of entrepreneurship in me and always being independent. Like to this day, my mother is always laughing and saying how I've been like telling her what to do like ever since I could talk. And it's so crazy because now my son is like that. It's just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm getting it all back, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she always used to say that. And so at a young age, I always had this sense of independence. Like I was never the kid that was like, oh, mom, you know, dad, we're going to the movies, whatever. Can I have $5? Can I have $10? It was always, let me figure out how I can get this on my own first. And then if I can't get it, I'll go and I'll ask my dad or I'll go and I'll ask, you know, my mom. So for me, the hustle started very early. Um, I have two younger sisters. So what I would do is they would be my marketing. I would braid their hair. They would go to school and people would say, oh my goodness, who braided your hair? Like if I would see like a new, any type of new like braided hairstyle, I knew within that week they were going to be like my guinea pigs. So I remember when Alan Iverson was wearing like the braids where they're like little braids. Girl, the straight backs. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> and then they connect into like the big braids. And I remember I did that on uh, my sister who's right behind me. I did that on her hair, sent her to school. Everybody was talking about her hair. She was like one of the first people to have these braids. And so I was literally on some, like, I think like 12, 13 years old. And it was like giving $20 a pop. So, you know, at that age uh, yeah. and at that time, you do like five or six, people like you kind of feel like you know you're like balling for real so God showed me very early on just how prosperous I could really be and kind of like following my own path so when everybody was trying to get the first job at McDonald's or get the first job at the shoe store or whatever else I was trying to figure out how can I expand my gift what can I really do to really grow and basically like make more money per customer. So that mindset was just in me very early. So when I got to high school, I started doing like the little like micro breeds for people. So that would be like $60 a pop. Then when I got to college, I started doing like weaves for people. So that would be like even more because in college, it became like this whole like supply and demand thing. I went to Delaware State University. And Mm -hmm. even though it's the HBCU, we are kind of like the main black people, you know, that are in the area. So They didn't have all these weave salons and, you know, all these different things that they have up there now. So it gave me the ability to be even more profitable because I was in an area that it was such a needed type of thing. So fast forward to when I get out of college, of course, everybody is preaching this whole job thing. When I graduated from college, the recession at the time kind of was like on the tail end, like the job market had just started getting like a little bit better. 
Um, but I went out of fear and I basically, you know, got this job. And even that was a blessing to me because I worked at a housing agency. I did marketing for a housing agency, but it taught me very early on the meaning of what it meant to be financially fit and getting your credit together. And it just, it started to intrigue me about finances because all this time I had these different gifts and I knew that I wanted to go into entrepreneurship but I really didn't know anything about money. So learning about credit, really learning about saving and all these different things. And my mom did instill in me at a young age, like, okay, if you make $5, you know, you should save two, you should do this, whatever. But I really didn't know much about like investing. And so God blessed me with that opportunity because it opened up my mind to something that I just had never even really thought of. So even though I loved having a job initially at first, um, it definitely got old, you know, very mm -hmm. fast. And mm -hmm. I just, I realized very quickly, like, this is not for me. This is not something that I see for the long haul for myself. And, you know, they always say, if you ever want to make God laugh, tell him the plan that you have for yourself. Because for me, when I was at the tail end of like my college journey, I had my whole plan laid out. Like I knew the company that I wanted to work for. I had a contact, several contacts in my phone for that company. You couldn't tell me that I was not going to blow these people away and basically get a job, you know, at this company. I had the city picked out where the company was headquartered wow. that I wanted to live in. Like, honey, I was like serious. Baby, you were, you were trying, you knew, you were like, baby, you couldn't tell me nothing. Absolutely. I'm like, uh-uh, like this is going to happen. Can't nobody tell me a thing. I even knew like, okay, my plan is going to be to work there for 10 years, build up my contact, then step out and go out on my own. Like I had the whole plan together. But so, God, let me, so let me ask this question. How old yeah. were you at the time? And when you kind of were doing that, decided like that was something else that you, there was something else you wanted to do. Yeah. This was literally at like 21 years old. Like I started oh, yeah. my very first business at 21 years old and I had no clue what I was doing. Once again, you know, don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I didn't have anybody to ask about, well, how do I incorporate or how do I, or can you invest in my startup? Or, you know, I really didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about sales. Like God truly had me like, just get it completely out the mud, but he was in the mud with me. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's crazy how it all transpired because I remember being in my nine to five and it was like, okay, I'm getting paid. I have this paycheck. But God made it so that I couldn't get comfortable there because even though it was just me at the time, you know, it wasn't like I had this family or I had like these astronomical bills with like a mortgage or anything like that. I was looking at what I was making and I'm like this. I'm living basically right at the poverty line, mm -hmm. even just for me. So I'm like, if I know that ultimately, you know, I want to be married, I want to have children. And I knew like that even though the man is like, you know, a provider and stuff like that, I knew that I didn't want to be the wife that's just sitting back, like just completely dependent on my husband financially. I wanted to bring something to the table. You know, mm -hmm. it didn't have to be as much as he was bringing or whatever, but I wanted to bring something to just make his load a little bit lighter. And I'm looking at my money like I, I can't help my husband, you know, if this is all, you know, I'm basically bringing in because literally after I would pay my car note, my car insurance, 
Um, I had my student loan bill at the time. Like after I would do that stuff, I honestly did not have like a lot left over. Mm -hmm. And so this is when I had to really tap in to God, like God. And it's it's funny when I think about it, because I definitely didn't know like a lot of scriptures and stuff like that at the time. Like I was not opening up my Bible, but I'm like, God, this can't be like the prosperous life (laughs) that you said like this. This cannot be what I say all the time is like, this ain't the land of the living Lord. Exactly. This, this ain't, ain't this that. Like, this is not that. I'm like, God, somebody didn't lie to me. On <laughs> and I'm like, I know it wasn't you. It's either the people at school, you know, the career counselors telling me that I should just go to college and get a job and be happily ever after. I'm like, it's either family members. I'm like, God, somebody didn't lie. And I got to get to the bottom of who it was. Well, and too, I think I like, the perspective you had of like there were aspects of you that still dreamed of mm-hmm. things that you actually wanted and yep. even if we're talking about mindset I think a lot of times we don't realize that God gives us the ability to have desires and those mm-hmm. desires include us creating yeah. a life that we can have where we can have be prosperous and so I think you know that goes really into mindset And like Mm -hmm. even being able to switch your mindset. So for you, what was it that made you realize like I needed to address this or like pivot to make some type of change? One of the biggest things, and I I say this with no shade, but I was looking around at people that I worked with and I saw how unhappy they were. And these are people that are above me. I was at the lowest entry level in the company. So these are people that make more than me. You know, they're a little bit older and I see them and I'm literally seeing this almost like deja vu of what I saw growing up with people unhappy in their jobs, complaining, mm-hmm. not making enough, barely getting by. Like I didn't see any growth in the company. And that for me has always been something, even to this day, when I see a lack of growth, it makes me uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. if I'm thinking about starting a business and I can't see the growth, it makes me uncomfortable. It's like, that's just always been something about me. So when I saw how they were living and I realized that if I stay here, this is going to be me in the next five years. This is going to be me in the next 10 years. I was like, something has to give, like I have to get out of here. And so I remember this was like January of 2011, I believe. And again, it's always funny going back to it because I honestly didn't have a real prayer life at that time. I had a when it's a problem, I'm gonna call God. When everything is good, I'm about to act like I don't know, like that God is even around here. Like that, that's the life that I was living, crazy as it was. And so I remember that night, I literally got on my face and I said, God, I cannot do this anymore. I said, by the end of this year, 2011, I can no longer be at this job. I'm like, my cutoff date is December 31st. I don't know how to do this. I don't know who to call about this. You know, people got to realize this is before the days of, oh, let me get on so-and-so's live stream. They're talking about being self-employed. It wasn't no live stream at that time. This, this was chronological Facebook. Instagram. This was like exactly. Facebook. This was way Facebook. back when. Yes. <laughs> this was way back when. This was before people were doing free webinars. This was before coaching was a thing. This was like when people were getting in a place where they were so happy to have a job. And now you're talking about you want to leave yours? Like, wow, girl, you talk about OG status. Girl, that's like way back. Everybody now, everybody now like has a free webinar, but just the thought of yep. 
the desire being there. Okay. 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 So spill the tea. So after that, what, what kind of went next for your business? So I remember fast forward to the summer and hearing that my job was going to be doing layoffs. And so I'm like, mm, you know, I didn't heard this before. I remember back in like January, they had said they were going to be doing layoffs. And I had honestly got a little bit excited because I'm like, okay, if they lay me off, you know, I could get unemployment and, you know, da, 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 I'm gonna make my whole plan. And, you know, this is going to give me time, give me a little bit of a cushion. And so I decided that I was going to basically go into the office and volunteer myself for a layoff. So I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'm hearing that you guys are going to be doing layoffs. Like, please lay me off. Don't lay off somebody that has a family and, you know, they have this mouths to feed. And I'm like, basically trying to tell them, like, I'm going to be good. You know, I'm going to be straight. They're like, ma'am, get out. Like, this is not like we are not laying you off. Have a nice day. And I couldn't understand why. You wouldn't lay off the person that's literally walking into the office and volunteering, you know, to pretty much be laid off. That's when I started doing some math. That's when I started realizing that I was literally doing like three jobs and I was getting paid for one job. Mm -hmm. I was literally practically director of marketing, manager of marketing, but I was getting paid as a marketing coordinator and a marketing coordinator only. I was going to all these events. I was running around Baltimore City, you know, doing a bunch of stuff to try to get people to buy a house. Like it was so much going into my position that I was not being compensated for. So I realized, oh, they don't want to lay me off because who else is going to come in here and take this low salary to do this type of job? Even the person that was in the role prior to me being a role, they were making like $13,000, $14,000 more than I was making. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, you know, it's, it's insane um, when you really look back at it. But I had to realize my worth, even at that time, even though it was scary. You know, at this time, you're not walking around talking about, oh, I know my worth. I know this. 
people were falling in line. And like I said, so happy to have a job that you're not trying to really like step outside of the lines. You're playing by the book. You know, you're getting into falling in line to whatever type of um, nine to five politics you got to fall in line with to keep your job. Like, and this is basically it. So fast forward to August. Um, I went into the office again, this time with the HR manager by my side. And I'm like, you know, I'm leaving regardless of what this tea is that y'all trying to get. Like, I'm out, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm unhappy here. And this is pretty much it. So what we did was in that conversation, they wanted, and I didn't understand what was happening at the time. Because again, this was all like, you know, very new to me. But what they wanted to put it in as, was instead of them laying me off or instead of um, me quitting was that they were canceling my position. So the marketing coordinator position was no longer something that they had the ability to withstand at that particular company. But I realized that they were doing that because they didn't want me to be able to try to get unemployment, basically. Um, but where they messed up is that they should have just pretty much let me say, you know, I'm walking away because then it would have been like me quitting when they said, you know, literally in, in the words that they're canceling this position, the Maryland unemployment office looked at that like it was a termination, not of me, but a termination of my position. So therefore I was qualified to get unemployment. Um, so I got unemployment for maybe like, I think I got it for maybe like a year or something like that after um, I had left my nine to five. So that was like, not a whole lot, but it definitely was like a cushion. I did have like a little bit of savings. Um, but this was also the beginning of me really learning how to trust God with money because I couldn't see what was on the other side of walking away. I couldn't see how I was going to withstand, but I knew for a fact what I told God when I got on my face in January of 2011. And I knew that he honored me, even though it was way before <laughs> I thought that this was going to happen. But I also knew he will honor me for being obedient to his plan and not saying, well, God, I said December, just give me a few minutes. Long, just give me more. Like the second that he gave me the, the way out, I ran and I took it. And I basically said, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to trust you the entire way. And, you know, it's so amazing. I didn't even realize um, this whole situation happened until years later and just kind of like the meaning behind it. But when I walked out of my job that day, August the 23rd, 2011, I remember like not really knowing where to go. I'm like, okay, like, do I go home? Do I like go to my mom's job and have a conversation with her? Like, you know, what do I do? So I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. Like, let me go to Chick-fil-A. Like, let me at least eat, you know, let me, let me go somewhere where somebody's going to tell me that I'm having a great day and it's their pleasure and, you know, that whole kind of thing. So I leave and I go to Chick-fil-A. When I tell you I go in Chick-fil-A, I'm in the drive-thru line and I'm, I was on the phone at the time and my phone, the call drops. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. But I pull up, you know, to the little part and I go to place my order and that drops. I, I no longer hear the person talking. So I'm like, okay, this is getting very weird. All of a sudden, my car starts completely shaking. I'm looking around. Everything around me is shaking. Literally, I'm looking across the street. Everything across the street is shaking. I'm looking behind me. The person in the car behind me, their eyes are looking like they're about to pop out of their head. Their car is shaking. So I'm like, what in the world is going on? 
it took me about five minutes to realize I had just experienced an earthquake. So I'm like, in Baltimore? Yes, I'm like in Baltimore. So now the phones are back. I'm calling everybody. I'm calling my mother. I'm calling my dad. Come to find out, even if you Google today, August 23rd, 2011, you will see that on the East Coast, we had an unprecedented like 7.2 magnitude earthquake. It literally went all the way down. You could feel it in Massachusetts, in Maine, in New York, New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania. It went all the way down to like North Carolina. It was like that insane. But we don't have earthquakes on the East Coast. This does not happen. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is not Cali. We don't do that. We might get about 50, 60 inches of snow every now and then, but an earthquake? What do you mean an earthquake? That's not something that happens. And so I remember being at an event years later. This is like almost seven years later. And God reminded me when I was speaking that this earthquake had taken place. And God said to me, look at what I did with that earthquake. I can do something that no one can imagine would transpire. I can cause something to happen. He said, when I took you out of that job, literally there was a disruption in the atmosphere. And when I tell you, I just was so thankful to be able to run with that as a part of my story, because I didn't know who I was at the time. I didn't know how God would use me to shake the world. I thought that I was just going to go and leave my job and have this PR business and mind my little business. But God said, no, when you walked out of this job, you agreed to help me take other people out of their job. And by the grace of God, we've been able to serve almost 2000 people in starting businesses, leaving their jobs. And, you know, I look back at a lot of the success stories that we've been blessed to be a part of. And I'm just like, wow, God, this all started from me just saying yes to you. So I think that's one of the biggest things that I always want people to get from my story is that you have to say yes. And even when we talk about the therapy piece, you have to say yes. Nobody can make you say yes. You have to say Mm -hmm. yes. I am worthy of my healing. I am worthy of being rid of my trauma. I'm worthy of being free from money anxiety. I'm worthy of being free from the spirit of poverty, whatever it may be. That's always the biggest thing that I want people to take away from my story. And I mean, that's like a lot that has to do with how I got here. You know, like I said, I Mm -hmm. thought that I was just going to have this little PR business and I just was going to be in that. And God said, no, like I have bigger for you. And I feel like every time I've said yes to God, Cause let me make that clear. It ain't about just saying yes. One time as an entrepreneur, you got to get up and say yes every day as a Christian, you got to get up and say yes every single day. Um, but a bunch of yeses later, you know, here we are with supernaturally paid and helping other entrepreneurs break free from money, anxiety, break free from the spirit of poverty, break free from feeling like they have to compromise their morals and their beliefs to basically make money, break free from feeling like God called them to start a business that takes them away from him. He doesn't do that. God doesn't call you to start a business for you to now act like you don't have no time to spend time with the one who called you. So that's where supernaturally paid comes into play. I want people to know that I ain't about to be out here stressing about no recession when my father is Jehovah Jireh. I'm not about to be out here stressing out about no shortages when my father said that he would provide for me. I'm not about, about to be out here worried about no famine when God told me that I would be bountiful even in the midst of a famine, like that's the biggest message that we want to relate to people with supernaturally paid. So good, so good. So 
you've experienced all the success within entrepreneurship. First of all, I am almost to my year of my first full year of entrepreneurship and girl, it has not been the easiest. However, there has been so many moments where I have said, God, where are you at? Where's the provision? And it's almost like it literally falls from the sky. I don't, there's no explanation at times. Every there's time. no understanding at times. And there are so many moments where like, I remember probably back in March, I want to say he was kind of showing me like it was about to be a season of just manna where it was just enough just to get by. And I was looking at him like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, I'm good with that. But when you're in the thick of it and God is telling you it's just enough and mm-hmm. it is just enough it tests your faith in trusting him financially, because I think in jobs, you already kind of know where you're going to get your paycheck from. But when you are really doing, and there's nothing wrong with a job. Like if you are someone that has a job, like having a job can fund your business. Like there's nothing like nobody's saying is quit your job tomorrow, but there are certain moments where if he's called you out of that and you, and you leave, you are solely acting in faith. You are literally on the water. And there is so much money mindset that has to be broken down because Mm -hmm. there is so much of a reliance at at times on the consistency, on the comfortability, on the, you know, every two weeks on Friday at midnight, you will have this amount deposited into your bank account and entrepreneurship is not that way. There are ebbs and flows. And when you're doing business in the way for God, a lot of times God will take you through seasons to change your mindset, to mature you for other seasons where there is bounty, there is plentiful, not saying that it's not promised to you, but there's also a thing where God will not take you to a season where there is blessing your characters is not, is not developed for that because when he wants to bless you, he also wants to sustain you. And so I believe so much in mindset, which is also why, like, I believe that we should process through our trauma so from you with the entrepreneurship and experiencing all of this success what have you learned from clients from te- from teaching clients or even for yourself about mindset and why is mindset so important because I think before you answer this question Raven I think it's so easy for people to think about the outcome and the action of like let me do this first or let me just go make the money and all of that will be taken care of when you will be walking you yourself go wherever you go so if you have a jacked up mindset or a very like not abundant mindset that will always go with you wherever you go and so talk about what you've learned about mindset from being a business owner and helping people understand this but even for yourself why it's so important One thing that I've learned about mindset, and I think this is such a big misconception in entrepreneurship, is that people think that you work on your mindset in the beginning, and then it is like this thing of the past. They don't understand that it's literally something that you have to work on consistently. It's almost like, imagine going to the gym and working out one time and thinking that your beach body is going to sustain from that one workout. That's the same thing that happens when you think that mindset is only like a beginning type of thing. I, on my journey as an entrepreneur, have met so many people. I've met people, obviously, that were in the beginning phases because I've coached them. And then I've met people that were multi-millionaires and I've coached them through things. And one thing that I've seen that's always been the common denominator is the mindset. You know, it's like, the, the mindset that you have to have 
to get to seven figures is not the same mindset that it took you to get to six figures. The mindset that you have to have to get to seven figures is not the same mindset that it's going to take you to get to multiple seven figures. So something that I've just realized over and over and over again is that the success of my business is really dependent on me continuing to do the work when it comes to the mindset. I loved how you talked about the season of Manna, I want to touch on that because I think girl, another baby you talk about they, they gonna get this. I'm like, baby. no, you ain't about to be acting like it's all peaches and roses all the time. Because it's like, not. I even remember not to interrupt you, but I even remember because it's up here on my thing where it was talking about. I remember the day it was. It was back in March because I completely switched my business over to doing completely therapy. God told me to stop coaching, and I was like what you mean? I'm making four figures a client. What you talking about? Like, this makes no sense. What are you talking about? But I remember you cannot serve God and money. Like it was the scripture in Matthew. And it didn't make sense to me. Cause I was like, Lord, I'm not trying to serve money, but this is like my income. And he immediately showing me like the scripture in Exodus, Exodus 16. And it said, Lord, the Lord said, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you each day. The people will go and pick up as much food as they need for the day. Mm. I will test them to see if they will follow my instructions. Mm. And immediately he was talking to me about the businesses at the time. He was going to give detailed instructions because this was when he was talking to Moses about, um, it was in Exodus 25 and he had told Moses, be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. He was telling him like, I don't remember the story in particular, but like he was telling him detailed answers. And at the time mm-hmm. it was, it was just really understanding the importance of following God's instructions in certain seasons, because there are seasons of bounty. Like I experienced what it looks like in 30 minutes to make a whole month's worth of your income. Like that is a, and the other thing with that too is, the other thing with that too is when you experience God really moving in your life, you can't unsee it. So it's so hard for you to go back to that. But then when he tells you like, this is only going to be the season of enough and you Mm -hmm. have to really understand why, it made me see now, like I can look back months later and say, Oh, this is why, because character, but also to just managing money, not spending money on frivolous yeah. things just because you got it. Like there's so many things in it. And so I think as entrepreneurs, we talk about like a five figure launch, or we talk about all of these things, how it is, it is bountiful, but there are times where if your character is not in the place to handle it, God will pull you back to yeah. give you a season of time where you have to learn specific things in order to go into the next season of blessing. Mm-hmm. And it's really also too a trust of loyalty. Like, are you going to be loyal to me or are you going to serve this? And yeah. I don't think that we realize that's more of a heart shift that has to happen because the world will pull you in 50,000 directions. But with mm-hmm. God, it's very clear. And sometimes it's not, let me not say it's always clear. Cause sometimes it's not, sometimes you are like, God, what is going on? But yeah. most times there are a lot of times where he's like very specific about this. And for me, he was very specific about really breaking the trust of myself that I am the ability to do it versus him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I yeah, talk about it, sis, talk about it. 
<laughs> I always say like, if you haven't had that season yet as an entrepreneur, it just lets me know you haven't gotten very obedient yet. Maybe. You haven't gotten very obedient yet or either you're just kind of like very new at this and your time just hasn't really come. Because I went through that um, when I found out that I was pregnant with our son. And, you know, it was it was extra hard for me, one, because I was already emotional as being pregnant. I mean, I, that was already, you know, a very emotional time and process. But also it was like, okay, you know, when you, before you're pregnant, this is something that you kind of like think about as far as like how things are going to be, you know, when you get pregnant and when you welcome that child into the world. I envisioned us having a certain type of home. I envisioned us, you know, being able to do certain things and being able to have certain resources and stuff like that. And it wasn't like that. And it wasn't like that because God told us, um, one, he told us to relocate to Dallas. He had already told us that like a year ago, even prior to us getting married. So we already had knew that we were going to be like leaving and, you know, like relocating to Dallas. And, and also so, too, let me not interrupt you, but like you had experienced how much time in your entrepreneurial journey before that happened. At that time, that was 2019. So I had been self-employed for almost eight years. So I was like way deep, you know, into this entrepreneur thing. And I'm happy you made me highlight that because I think people have this thing where they feel like, oh, well, once it's up, it's stuck. But it's not always like that. It's like I've gone from making multiple six figures in my business and being like, wait a minute, God, what's going on? How come, you know, I don't have any money? How, How am I in a position that I have to put stuff on credit or I have to go to my savings or, you know, whatever, like what, what's going on? How did I get here type of thing? Um, so, you know, it's, it, it was a tough time. Um, and it was tough because one of the biggest things that I can remember as a child, and this is where the trauma comes in, is that I can remember not feeling safe financially if that makes sense. And I remember not feeling safe. And it's so crazy because I think as an adult, this is my first time saying this to the point that I'm like putting it into words. Mm -hmm. But I remember not feeling safe financially. And that goes back to coming home, literally being like six, seven years old and seeing all, all of my things outside because we have been evicted. So at six, seven years old, you don't necessarily know what is going on but you know what's happening should not be happening. And that, that's enough. So for me, <laughs> dealing with that at that young age also helped to plant that entrepreneur spirit in me because it's kind of like, well, how can I help my parents? How can I help, you know, how can I be okay? Like, what can I do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And so for me, it was like, I have to make money, but it put that mindset in me that I got to make money. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to. And when you get to that point, you are serving money because that's a dangerous place. That's why you have so many people that literally will do anything, you know, for money. And thank God I never was in that place, but that very well could have been me because that's how much I really loved money. And so, you know, the thing about it is that it was a lot of layers for me going through that season that God used that season of manna to really just kind of peel back off of me. It was the love of money. 
Um, it was making money and idol. It was making success and idol. It was um, putting money before God. It was putting money before my marriage. I mean, it was so many things that I had going on at that time that was just out of order. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are willing to possibly sacrifice their marriage and whatever else for the sake of money. I am not one of those people. And that's something that I knew about myself long before I got married. I knew that I wanted to be a wife that could show up. I knew that I wanted to be a wife that could understand. I knew that I wanted to be a wife that was pregnant, pre present in my home and actually knowing, you know, what my husband has going on. How was your day? What's going like? I knew I didn't want to just be this, this wife that we kind of were like two ships passing by, you know, in the night or something. And so God really telling me to shut down my coaching business at that time was very similar to your story because you're like, wait, but God, I'm looking at this money and, um, huh? You, you talking about me? And that's what people don't talk about. Everybody talks about when God tells you to walk away from a destitute thing and step into something that's flourishing. Nobody talks about when God tells you to step away from something that's flourishing and you don't even know what's getting ready to happen. Um, I have something that you're good at. I think that's another yes, thing, like yes. something that you have seen thing. success in yep. for the purpose of later on sustaining you. Because I yep. think, I think we're not, with talking about marriage and family, I quit my job uh, six months after my, I was six months postpartum. I had had my business on the side for about three years before I fully went into it. I know because I remember two years prior before quitting, I told God my quit day and it was around, it was a month after I had had my son mm -hmm. and I was on maternity leave for a period of time and then only went back to work for a month, but we were virtual. So I never had to step fat back foot into my job. However, I think what we don't talk about is, is that priority shift when you get married, priority shift when you have a family yep. and there's time. And I have firsthand experienced my parents had a business they were millionaires I've talked I've talked about this on the podcast plenty of times but the sacrifice of that was I didn't spend really any time with my mom in middle school high school except until later in high school when we actually her and my dad separated but they were millionaires we had money we lived in a nice house they drove nice cars but I don't have a relationship with my dad now. There was so much sacrifice that happened in time with their kids and like not being able to spend time. Their marriage itself tore apart because of their business. And so my, my thought has always been, God, I don't want to own a business because I've seen firsthand what it does to a family. He's had to show me your priorities just have to be in line. And your priority is serving and understanding that you serve your family, but also that they are first. Your business is not first. Yep. And really understanding that his, my relationship with God, God will give me the plan to run this business and run it in a way that will still allow me the opportunity to have my family and we have a great family. But I don't mm -hmm. think that sometimes we look, we look at the dollar signs or we look at what's on Instagram and yeah. you're really not living your life. And I think mm -hmm. that's what's important to understand that mindset starts with really understanding what's the priorities in my life? What is inventory in my life? And inventory in my life is I don't work when my kid is home. I don't work when my husband comes home. I barely even touch my laptop on the weekends. If I have to, it's in the morning when they're asleep. Yeah. And so that's been a priority since he's been born because I never wanted to put my family on the back burner 
for a coin because it's not sustainable. And truly, that's not the order I believe that God intends for us. Yeah. Um, and it can only go on so long before it's broken. Before you'll, exactly. Yep. And that's the thing, like, it's the mindset. For me, it was the mindset that I had about being a wife even before I became a wife. It was the mindset that I had about being a mother even before, you know, I became a mother. Mm -hmm. And as much as that season blessed me to really understand that God is my provider and God is my instructor as far as waking me up and telling me what I need to do today in terms of business, I really, you know, got the big benefit of that time where God had to show us how to build a foundation in our marriage because we were newlyweds. You know, we had just got married in November of 2018 We came to Dallas in March of 2019 and my husband's business at the time, he had a totally different business when we first got married. He was doing like nutrition and personal training, which is what he went to school for. He's always had a background in that. So he had a lot of clients that he was working with, like in person, his business was doing very well, Mm -hmm. but now you've moved and relocated to this place that you don't know anybody. So you got to build, you know, your clientele back up. You don't have like a space to train them the way that you had before, like all these things, you basically got to figure out, you know, where am I starting? So imagine God telling you to shut down a profitable coaching business, all the while your husband's business is in like a restructuring slash, you know, whatever we got going on stage as well. So it really helped us to like lean into each other What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.